Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Tiger Shulman Smithtown Podcast. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of the Tiger Shulman School in Smithtown, New York. So this week I'm back in my home studio. Uh, I have another episode in the can for you guys uh, that, that I'll be playing next week. But again, there's a little bit of uncertainty with uh, what we were talking about in that episode. So I figure better to talk about the, uh, the stuff at hand right now. And the, uh, the stuff at hand right now is the craziness in our world. Right? Obviously, we are all stuck in uh, very interesting circumstances, unprecedented circumstances, uh, things that we have never had to deal with before in our lives. And uh, I think the thing that defines this time the most in human history is fear. And we're seeing it more and more and more. See, we saw it in the beginning of all of this. Uh, and we'll, uh, we continue to see it now. And I think it's affecting our behaviors in ways that we don't even mean it to. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that we shouldn't be cautious. I'm not saying that we shouldn't do all the things that we're doing to keep ourselves healthy. But people running out to the store and buying all the toilet paper off the shelves, that's not coming from a place of caution. That's coming from a place of fear. I'll share with you guys a little anecdote. Uh, back at the beginning of March, uh, like tail end of February, very beginning of March, I traveled out to uh Colorado, where I saw my, my sister-in-law, my niece, and my nephews, and that's where I was able to do that interview with Dwayne Ludwig. But uh, my wife and I had a very good laugh when we uh, were in the airport the morning we were flying from Long Island to Denver, because coronavirus was like just kind of in the news, just like the littlest bit. But it was very funny, though the site we saw of someone trying to be cautious. It was a woman, had to be in her late 40s, early 50s, and she was obviously very nervous about the coronavirus because she was walking around, she had on kitchen rubber gloves, like you know the yellow kind that everybody's parents had to do dishes with? They were like that, but they were purple, and they were pulled up to her elbows, uh, her, and her sleeves were tucked into them. She had on uh, a homemade mask that um, it wasn't one of the ones that you see like a hospital worker wearing or something like that. Like it was something very unique she had made herself. I, I don't remember what it was made out of. I don't think I could really tell what it was made out of. Um, she had her slippers on, her socks on, and her socks pulled up over her pajama pants that she was wearing. Uh, and not like, you know, like, tights or something, like over baggy pajama pants. And she was walking around the airport uh, with her arms out like a T-Rex. And anytime anyone walked in her direction, she would shuffle away from her just a little bit. Uh, and it was, to us, it was, it was a comedy because, you know, sure, is there a possibility that maybe this lady had something very wrong with her and she was trying to be safe? Sure. But Judging on where we are today, odds are she was very, very, very afraid of the coronavirus. Now, with that being said, I think fear, it modifies our behavior, and that's its problem. That's the thing that makes it work against us so much. 
Right? Fear is what keeps people from going after all of the things uh, that they should. Right? Fear is, like I said, what makes the toilet paper be gone from all stores. Uh, fear is what makes it uh, why if you want to go order hand sanitizer on Amazon, the estimated delivery date is in May. Uh, it's because people were so fearful and they went out and gang bought all these products uh, like they had to be held up in their house for a year. Uh, so they have all this toilet paper, but you know, who knows about food? They're still ordering Uber Eats and stuff. It's, it, it's a very unique situation that we're in, but so much of people's behavior is being controlled by fear. See, what I think the biggest fear in the world is, uh, it, it's categorized, uh, categorized, I should say, by many other fears. Right? Like when you're a little kid, the most common fear, you're afraid of the dark. But I ask you this, why is a little kid afraid of the dark? They're not afraid of the dark because it's dark. They're afraid of the dark because what's going on around them is unknown. And it's the unknown that's scary. Like I talked about a couple of weeks ago, when there was the unknown as to, you know, when I locked that door at my school and I didn't know when I'd be back there again. And I didn't know when I'd be teaching a class there again. Sure, that was definitely something to be frightened of. But where did that fear come from? Not from a rational place, but really a place of not knowing, a place of not having answers. And, you know, we're in a day and age where we are so used to having all the information that we've ever wanted about anything instantly. Think about it. I'm sure you guys are like me, where if you're watching a movie or a TV show and you see an actor and you're like, I know that person from something. And, you know, like my wife's a great one. Like, that, 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 that character right there, where are they from? Where do we know them from? And I pull my phone up and I go on IMDb and I find out where that person is from. And just like that, we get all of the world's knowledge instantaneously these days. But right now, we're in a situation that changes literally every day. And because it changes literally every day, it's so difficult for us to get our bearings, for us to set our sights on the end. Because really, that's what we're all waiting for. That's what I think would give us all a little bit of relief if we knew that we had to be in our current situation for three weeks, for four weeks, for six weeks. I don't think it would be so scary. But I think it's the fact that we don't know. That's what makes it scarier. The fact that, you know, it's, it's not the thing that goes bump in the night. It's not uh, the... Uh, it's not the monster in the, in the horror movie. Right? It's not the killer dressed all in black. It's not something that we can visualize and say, this is the thing I am afraid of. Right? The other day, I, I went to my uncle's house to help him uh, move a big piece of furniture. And at the end of it, we're both looking at each other like, all right, well, I kind of want to give you a hug, but you're in your 60s and it's probably not a good idea for me to give you a hug. Why? Not that he doesn't love me or I don't love him or we didn't want to give each other a hug, but there's this scary unknown. So the best thing that we can do is not wallow in fear because we cannot control 
things beyond our control, right? We can't make this go away magically. Please, if one of you guys listening has the magical ability to snap your fingers or wiggle your nose and make all of this go away, this is me asking you directly, please do it. But I know rationally that none of you guys have that ability. And you can't control the situation going on in the whole world. You can't. Right? And you can't even control the fear that you feel. That's natural too. Right? There's a reason why when you go to the Empire State Building and you look over that railing a little bit, you, we all get that feeling in the pit of our stomach. Because innately we feel fear in situations that are dangerous. And right now there's that, that danger we can't picture that danger we can't wrap our head around. So I ask you this, if we can't wrap our head around it, why wallow in it? Why let it bury us? Why not use this time as constructively as we can? Sure, 100%, do all the things to be cautious. Wash your hands, avoid touching your face, uh, eat a healthy diet to make sure that your immune system is up to par. Right? Avoid going out. Practice social distancing. But in addition to doing all those things, which you can control, do the other thing you can control. Control your mindset. Well, how do you control your mindset? The answer is pretty simple. You do things that are going to put you in a more positive place. If you're a parent and you know your kids and spending time with them is what's going to make you happy and what's going to make the smile come out on your face and, and put you in the happier place, then do that. If you know that your kids are, are uh, getting a little stir crazy and putting them in the backyard for a little while and letting them just run around in the backyard is going to make them happier and therefore you happier, do that. Right? If you're at home by yourself, and you know, man, I got to do something. I can't be sitting on the couch just watching Netflix and waiting for the world to change. Then don't, right? We, we have such an opportunity at our hands right now. There are going to be those of us that come out of this situation way worse off than they were when the situation started. And, of course, we're all going to feel somewhat of a negative effect, 100%. Because the world got put on pause. But I'm not talking about the things that are going to affect everybody globally. There are going to be those who didn't pursue any new skills while they were out. Right? Maybe they were not able to work. So rather than having read or you know, watched documentaries or watched tutorials or done all the things they could to better their skills and therefore their resume, they've done nothing. They sat there and watched a whole lot of Netflix. Or rather than exercising at home and getting themselves in better shape and leaving this time better than they went into it, they again sat around, ate a poor diet, and leave this time way, way, way more unhealthy than they went into it. And they didn't need a virus to do it. Right? Or maybe they uh, now had a great relationship with their kids before, because they were so up in their head and so nervous and so fearful. They projected that at their kids and now them and their kids are at each other's throats uh, and they don't know why and we know it was just them. They'll be worse off. But I also know 
that there are going to be some people who are going to be way, way, way better off than when all this started. And it'll be easy to take that person's newer success and chalk it up to luck or something else. But it's not. It's just a mentality. It's just a mindset. Listen, I don't think there's a, there's a single person here, a single person on the planet that looks at this situation and doesn't feel some bit of fear. Every one of us does. That's normal. You're allowed to feel fear. You're a human being. You're supposed to feel it. But remember that you control your reactions. That's the skill set that is 100% within your hands. So if you take those hands that are holding that skill set and you just spend your time wringing those hands, then how do you expect to do anything but worry and make yourself feel worse? Because in my opinion, that's all you can expect. Instead, I suggest that you take this time and you use it to better yourself. That book you've been waiting to read for forever that you thought was going to change your mentality or your mindset, read it. Right? That documentary that you thought was all about your industry and you wanted to know all about it, watch it. If you've always wanted to know, hey, how do I get Google Sheets to do this? Watch the YouTube video about it. Do the thing that's going to make you better. So that way, at the end of this, at least there'll be some positive. At least you can look back at this time and say, you know what? Yeah, this part of it was pretty terrible. But this other result that I got out of it, that's better. Now, I assume that most of you guys that listen to this podcast are Tiger Shulman students. And you guys have a tremendous opportunity right now. We at Tiger Shulman's, as the instructors, have been working tirelessly to put together an online virtual class schedule for you guys. And I'm immensely proud of it. This is one of the things that I'm most proud of having been a part of in Tiger Shulman's because it's the most global. There's a lot of things that I've done in Tiger Shulman's that affected a couple of schools. Uh, and there's a lot of things that I've been a part of that affected my school or, you know, Long Island, but it didn't affect the whole organization. Every instructor in Tiger Shulman's right now is involved in something that's helping every student in Tiger Shulman's. And to me, I think that's the coolest thing. Like, listen, we always say as instructors, when we go to our biannual tournament that Little Lily talked about last week, we always talk about how when we step on the mat with these students who we've never met before, that they're all our students. Whether they go to our location or they go to a different location, they're all Tiger Shulman students and we're all Tiger Shulman's instructors. So therefore, they're all our students. Now, we get to really let these people be our students. That's, the, that's awesome. I know I, I've been teaching some virtual classes since the very day that uh, we got shut down. And I've had, I've had students join my virtual classes from as far away as Tiger Shulman's in Pennsylvania, which I think is so cool. People I've never even met before in my life are taking classes with me during this time. And I'm so excited that 
my students, the ones in my location, get to take classes with all of these different instructors. Because though we're all teaching the same martial arts skill set, though we're all teaching from the same curriculum, the one thing that makes every school unique is the personality of its instructors. And now, every single student gets to be exposed to every single instructor. And I think that is spectacular. Because maybe I use a certain metaphor when I explain a certain technique. And for whatever reason, this one student of mine, that metaphor just doesn't click. But a different instructor teaches the same technique and doesn't use that metaphor, uses a different one. And now that student, click, magically they've gotten it. That's a victory. That's a huge victory. And the one thing I keep telling my students is they have an opportunity now to train more than they ever could. Right? If they are stuck at home, they don't have to uh, train just once a day. They could train multiple times a day. I know there are kids in my class in my school that are doing eight classes a week, ten classes a week of these virtual classes. That's amazing. Think about how much better these kids are going to be at martial arts when this time is over. That's incredible. So now they've taken a situation that's made everybody fearful, and they found a way to put a smile on it. They put a nice happy bow on the top. I think that is what we should all strive for. We should all look for a little way that we're a little bit better by the end of this. Listen, if you're listening and you're not a Tiger Shulman student, guess what? You're still invited to take those virtual classes. Go to www.tsk, as in Tiger Shulman's, and then K, as in karate, dot com, and you will be able then to see live classes, to see pre-recorded classes with instructors from all over Tiger Shulman's. This way, you, even if you're not a Tiger Shulman's member, can still leave this time better than when you started it. And I think that is making the best of this situation. That is doing the right thing in the face of fear. See, a very important definition that I teach the children in my school is the definition of the word brave. See, a lot of people, they confuse brave as being the opposite of fear. And the example I give them every time is firefighters. Now, the thing with firefighters, especially like in New York, we call New York City's fire department New York's bravest, right? But I ask the children a very important question. Is it that the firefighters are running towards the fire and they do not feel fear, or do they feel fear? And the answer is, of course, they feel fear. They're human beings. They're running towards a force that could destroy them. But because of their training, because of the confidence they have in their skills, it's very easy for them to perform in spite of that fear. That, my friends, is bravery. And that's the bravery that we should all be striving for. Because, like I said, the fear is normal. The fear is okay. The fear is going to be there for all of us. Don't be embarrassed by it. Don't be upset by it. Instead, find the ability 
to perform in spite of that fear. Find the way that you're going to make yourself better. I would love to hear from you guys and hear what you're doing to make yourself better. Are you doing extra push-ups every day? Are you reading more? Are you going on YouTube and learning new skill sets? Are you learning how to improve your skills at whatever it is that you do on a daily basis? Are you learning uh, you know, how to use the devices that you use on a daily basis better? Are you stretching more? Are you taking yoga classes off of YouTube? Are you doing extra strength training? Are you doing extra martial arts classes? Are you doing something to make you better? Or are you making your relationship with your family and your kids that you're stuck with better? Because in my opinion, that's still being better when this is over. That's the thing I want for all of you guys. That's the thing that if you take nothing else out of this talk, take this out of it. Go, make yourself better. Perform in spite of that fear. Don't let the fear cripple and paralyze you. Find the way to be better. The resources are there for you. Use them. Find them. Use this opportunity to make you better. I believe in you and I believe in this opportunity. All right, so let's make yourself better. With that being said, guys, again, you can go to tsk.com. And that's where you're going to find all the information on these virtual classes, how to take them, and how to make yourself, and uh, how you can use this opportunity to make yourself a little bit better. All right? Don't squander this, guys. Go after it. with Jump in with two feet. Trust me. This can be something where we can all leave better from it. All right? Be like those little kids in my school taking eight and ten classes a week. Find a way to come out of this better. All right? Don't let this cripple you. Instead, like I said, I'd love to hear from you. So speaking of which, you know I can always be reached at Gmail, Sensei Leonelli at Gmail, L-E-O-N-E-L-L-I at Gmail. Send me an email. I would love to hear how you're making yourself better. That would be awesome. I would love to hear about it. You can also find me on social media at Sensei underscore Leonelli on Instagram and Twitter. You can find my school. We are at tsksmithtown.com. On Facebook, we are at facebook.com slash tigershulmansmithtown. On Instagram and Twitter, we are at tsmma underscore smithtown. And you can find the podcast on Instagram at tssmithtownpodcast. I hope you guys are finding a way to make this time productive, to make yourselves a little bit better. And until then, until next time, I will see you guys on the mat.